Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Trip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. fun than that can you folks welcome to the high sticks and super kicks podcast the corona edition hello david how are you hello and welcome to my basement <laughs> <laughs> my man cave yes that no one else can see besides me yeah if you did see me you'd realize that i look like uh an espn reporter right now with i have a bookshelf behind me Thankfully, my wife's books are on the top shelf, or else you'd think I'm a serial killer because it's how to catch a serial killer, ah, serial killers A to Z, very nice. criminology. Very Who nice. would have known I needed those books for another reason? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Dave, uh, drinking, Dave, throwing yeah. this again. Oh. Well, let me, oh, Rob pounds his white cloth. No, it's not white cloth, it's fit soda. <laughs> Whatever gonna get me through the night anyway high sticks and super kicks podcast you're home for the perfect corona led blend of hockey and professional wrestling figured we'd actually use technology and record a podcast remotely what the hell yeah i think this is going to be uh an experience to say the least yes very much so all right so what do we got on the agenda now, now the real thing is this is this zoom going to get uh hijacked by racists no, 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 no. For those breaking, we're breaking down the fifth wall. We are zooming this podcast, folks. The heck with Skype. The heck with Microsoft Teams. Work on that enough during the week. This is, this is more face to face time than you and I have done in this podcast. Because every time we do it in your your house, it's you're looking one way, I'm looking the other, and we're just fucking yeah. staring at Polish work on a wall. <laughs> Yes, and now it's just one of those, okay, is he, is he good? Is he good? Does he need to step away? Is Okay, that's fine. Um, Not the before first. we start, we yeah. should, you know, uh, give our thoughts and prayers to Colby Cave from the Edmonton Oilers, who, uh, 25 years old, played for the Oilers, played for Boston, uh, tragically passed away, not from corona. Apparently, he uh, he had a brain bleed. Yeah, ended and up in a coma for a few in, days. Yeah. yeah, he was put in a coma. Put in a coma, not in a coma. 
um, for and just never came out of it. And I don't know if anybody saw his wife's tweets pretty much announcing that he had passed away, but better be a heartless son of a bitch than not uh, tear up. Well, it's pretty, pretty sad. Yeah, and then you end up seeing, um, what was it, everybody sitting on that long stretch of road near the, uh, near the hospital. 15 kilometers. I don't know what that is in miles. Yeah, it's those, those darn Canadians with their different metric system. Or those damn Americans with the damn system. Eh, that's okay. You know, we can all just drink some Clorox and we'll be okay. That's for another show. <clears throat> okay. Great drinks. Drinking it now. That's why I'm orange. <laughs> yeah. and it's all the orange tie pod. Wrong <laughs> shop. Wrong shop. Since they're breaking down the other wall, when we do that other show, we can totally debate what he meant. Anyway, so move on to some crease to crease talk. Um, news this what was it this week last week came this out? week yeah, yeah this week fucking fitzy man the devils are the only team to uh to start their coaching search mid-season no it paused <laughs> mid pause <laughs> a little weird <clears throat> um gerard gallant uh and apparently along with others according to pierre lebron yeah the others are probably alan nazardine <laughs> since he's here yeah, and, and and them saying, oh no, he has a, he's a strong case to be it. And then I hear stuff. Well, if this thing goes on and on and on, and and the off season is really short, sure, because you know why bring in somebody else and sputter for two months? But Gerard Gallant, big name. Um, I didn't necessarily expect it. I don't know yet. Um, I know this is an awkward, weird time within hockey, but I really don't. Gerard Gallant, what do you think? I mean, that's the first big name that's come out for, for this. Of the big coaches that are available, yeah. He's uh, he's the man, uh, the biggest name that we've heard so far. Uh, who else? Babcock's still available. Um, Stevens, maybe they... Stevens is one of the others since he's in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, let's see. On. He really didn't do a hell of a whole lot with Florida. Yeah, Vegas he did. But he had a great motivational chip in the fact that nobody wants you play with, you know, your balls out. If you're looking for the sympathy vote, they had the whole Las Vegas shooting before the season started. So I mean, they kind of had I don't want to say puck luck on their side. But when he was in Florida, I think what they make the playoffs once and that's when we beat them when he was coach. Yeah, but with 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 Vegas, isn't it more or less they're more or less stacked because they had the they had the pickings of anybody's you know bestest players. Yeah. I mean, they're not putting out scrubs, but um, our team as it is. Um, but he last he lasted what a year? In what Vegas? Year and a half. Year and a half. Sit still, kid. <laughs> so I I don't. I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be upset if he was brought in. I mean, we, we've spoke our distaste numerous podcasts of Nasruddin when he was an assistant and now as a head coach. So, I mean, if he comes in and cleans house from, you know, assistant coaches down to goalie coaches and whatnot, I, I wouldn't be upset about it. I would be upset if, I think we talked about it in the past, if he went... Uh, 
if Fitzy went college coach or if he went, you know, the hot young minor league coach, you know, or junior coach. I mean, as long as Nasserdine's out, I really don't give two flying shits. That's my. That's your professional opinion. opinion. We we need we need a new direction because Nasserdine, in my opinion, it need, is just John Hines. We need I, One Direction. I love One Direction. Um, we talked about that. Yes, was that the first show we ever did? What was wrong with Dave? Um, does this give Fitzgerald the job? I have to think. Yes, you can't. You can't go yeah. into an interview process and go. Now you're still the intern. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Cause, yeah, because let's let's say they hire Gallant. I don't know. I guess when the season. And I'm using air quotes. Ends. Um. And then they don't hire Fitzy. Well, that's not the coach that yeah, Galan interviewed. You know, or the, right? Yeah, the GM that Galan interviewed with. So maybe the the next GM, whether let's say it's Marty, doesn't want that guy. You know, I have to think they're giving it to Fitz. I mean, he's he's interviewed multiple times for other jobs, so he's a wanted commodity. Uh, as far as I don't know, I guess. You haven't really heard anybody being interviewed for a GM job. Outside of that uh, Gillis guy. but Oh, Mike Gillis, yeah. but That just might but, have been one of those, I want to pick your brain kind of interviews. But. I want to see your what direction you are gonna you would take the team, and then maybe we can steal your ideas kind of thing. Sure, yeah. yeah I, what would you do with the team? Oh, I would trade Miles Wood. Interesting. T- <laughs> Interesting strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it works. Hold on, let me whip out my iPad here. Let's see, PDF contracts. Okay. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's an interesting time. I know we're kind of doing this in reverse, talking about our team and then the league, but... Well, that's just because we... But it's been a solid month yeah, since we've been... done this. I mean, we did schedule it, and then they told us we couldn't drive around the state anymore. Unless you're an essential worker like me. Put that little gold, uh, <clears throat> gold medallion around your neck. Um, yeah, I, look if the if the names that come out just simply end up being of the gallant type, like like a gallant, like a laviolette, we'll throw in Nazardine and like I don't know a, a, a name that's like a Bilesma. I know probably not since Shiro's not here, but big names like that, and that's all you hear, and then they kind of whittle it down. I'd be happy. Because I know if you go that route, you keep Fitzy, you go a bigger name coach, you're not you're not really rebuilding. You're quickly retooling. And that would make me feel better about the team, and I'm sure it would give the team some spunk too going into this weird off season of It's a very weird off season. Um so you mentioned here on the the old prep list of a stay or go if we were a faux GM at this point. Is that what you're kind of getting at? Yeah, I figured, you know, at this point, when we were going to do this show, the season would have been over for us. Um, and I figured with the roster that we put, and this is the roster that we put with the last game that we've played, uh, would you have them stay or go? So going with our... Palmieri, Nico, Miles Wood. 
Who who goes? Fuck Mary Kill. (laughs) (laughs) Paul Mary stays and he gets a contract extension. Nico, we know, is staying. For the next seven years. Would Miles Wood, I think. I'm fine either way. I think he is on this team, but he's also trade bait. If you if you can't like like how Fitzy said when he traded for these kids from um, from Carolina and uh, the kid from uh, Tampa, Foot and I forget the other guy's name starts with a K. Whatever it is, yeah, Tony um, Coconuts. Coconuts, sure. Can, there you go. We had a pony, and now we're gonna have coconuts. Perfect. Don't forget um, about Pokemon. Ah, Pokemon. Ilya Pokemon. I know. That's what I mean. Um, if you if you dangle Miles Wood and whatever, and you set your asking price for second round, a third round, and you don't Even get a, or or a uh, bottom four D, I'd you, be okay with that. And you don't get it. Fine, he stays. He, it's it's that whole potential thing, and you never know that you bring in a gallant who's a little bit harder, who's now dealt with at least, say, superstars. So he has an idea of saying he can look at Miles Wood and say, "You look, you smell, you taste like a let's just say it for the for the hell of it, you look like a Gretzky, but you stink on ice." This is what you need to do, as opposed to maybe Nazarene going, "All right, play your role. You got to do this. You, you know, fit put him in a box." Galano come Take in. Take a look inside. That's my wood in a box. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he's at this point with the way our lineup is. He's not playing the position he is best suited for. He is a bottom six forward. In fact, he's playing. He was playing on our top line at the end of the season. You can see Nico and Paul Mary kind of getting. I'm sure he's great on the forecheck. He gets in on the play, you know, up on the defense and all that. And they're setting him up and he's bouncing off of the stick or, you know, it's, he's flubbing the shots or he's not taking a shot or he's passing when he's shooting and shooting when he should be passing kind of stuff. It really, really just, uh, it makes you go, all right, if you were playing with Travis and you were playing with, Hayden or playing with uh fuck I don't even remember their lineup. Rooney. Yeah. You know, like that's your role. You're like I think the best thing I ever heard was Lamarillo talking to Danico about Danico wanting more power play time back when he was younger. And Lamarillo said, You have to think of a team as a band. There's a drummer, there's a lead singer, there's a lead guitar player, and there's a bass player. And if you think you're a lead singer, I'll trade you to a team where you think you could be the lead singer and and whatnot. You won't be part of this team. Right. You're you're a drummer. Know you're a drummer and drum the best you can kind of thing. And I don't think they're doing that. I think Miles Wood and his placement on that line when we pause the season is is your you traded Taylor Hall. You were in your rebuild or retool. Or it's a showcase. Yeah, and it, but he his position in that lineup is simply a result of we traded away our guys and we're just trying to see what sticks. He's a fast dine of Zubris now. Remember, Zubris used to play up and down in every position on yeah Disco Zub. So our next line we have is Gusev, Zaka, and Brett. I say you keep all three. 
all three. They played well towards the end of the season together. They're all relatively young slash the same age. I know Gusev's a little bit older, um, but I have no problem. I think this is Zaka's last kick, though. Yeah, because he's got, what, like if, two more years after this? If he comes out of this gate next season, whatever the hell that is, if he comes out of this gate slow, not playing, you know, if he's playing second-line minutes, if he's playing over Jack Hughes, you better start. Produce? Put, produ- produce. And I think, and I know I've, I've always been on the Gusev kick, but you give him a couple months and he picks up where he leaves off at, give him another two. Keep that yeah. keep that little thing going Yager. right there and see how. The, the Yager deals. <laughs> Two-year deals here at Hughes. Um, our next line is whoever the hell uh, Kuko, Tony Kukonuts is from, that we got from Carolina. Carolina yeah. Um, Hughes, Jack Hughes, and McLeod. At, at this you know, point, do you think you, new coach comes in, looks over Hughes and goes, no, kid, you're not ready. Go to go to the uh, AHL. No, too late. It's too late. He's already played. Where are you going to send them? You're going to send them to the AHL where you could light it up, and then come up here and get pushed around by grown men. I read an article talking about not that they wasted Hughes. Like he should have probably not played this year, but he's the first overall pick. You know, and we would look foolish. Like we would look like we're not going for it with this kid's talent. He absolutely has the talent, but he's 18 years old. And you know he's, what? And third line minutes? Perfect right now. He's 165 pounds at best. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he was ready to play against men. You know, he does he light it up against 18-year-olds, you know, 20-year-olds? Absolutely. He's, he's got, you can see his talent. As far as him, I don't know, like, playing against a grown-ass man, speed of the game, how the defense, how everybody backjacks. Um, I, I don't think he was ready for On the other side, I also think he had horrible puck luck this year. He he fell off of the hall tree. How many, how many posts did he hit? How many passes did he give to guys that they didn't score, where the goalie made a great save, or, you know, something like that? He, what did he end up with? He's got like eight goals and like 18 assists or something like that. Something. He, he easily should have had about 14 goals and probably somewhere around 29 assists. But you hope with the negative, I don't know, if, negative puck luck, it gives him enough next season to go. And he's 18. I did this last year. I got to tweak it a little, shoot in a different direction. Maybe I'll get that goal. Maybe he, you know, he's on the corona weight like all the rest of us right now at home. Um, because I'm sorry, he's he's good, but at 160 pounds. No, and oh. I th- and I think third line minutes. Give him the third line minutes going to the next season. Let him earn jumping up, and just let it let it naturally yeah. happen. Let him get his feet, get on understand the league. Big deal. He's Jack Hughes. Let him understand the league. And again, if a new head coach comes in, let him understand his system and a role. Let him work his way up. Yeah, I mean, that Tony Kukonuts guy, I liked what I saw from him. Uh, he's big. I think he's something like 6'4". Mm-hmm. He, he can play center. He can play wing. 
which is awesome because you always need that versatility. Um, on the other side of him, at the end of the season, Mike McLeod, I think this is his last kick. McLeod, I mean, McLeod's game peaked, not peaked, but ticked up a little. Yeah. It, it, was, it was different. It was a positive. Yeah, but he's also playing all his – he's not playing his position. He's a center, right. and he's playing wing kind of thing. And so is Tony Kukunuts and – you know, they move cues to wing. So, like, I really don't feel that they know what they're doing with our, th- I mean, our third line or fourth line, however you want to look at it. Um, we had our fourth. we had that third line. We had what? Um, Zajac, we had Gusev, and we had Coleman. Yeah, you, you had the third line or second yeah. line. You had it, but for obvious reasons, now you don't. But um, your fourth your, line now is Joey Anderson. Bit player, Zajac, Rooney, and Hayden, who are just irreplaceable parts. Yeah, I'm not irreplaceable, but like there, you put one in the lineup, you take one out of the lineup. It's not really you're not losing, no. you know, one thing or the other. I like Anderson. I think he knows his role. I think he's J Pandalfo light. I think you he, know he he also picked up off of um, Coleman. Because he was given those extra minutes for PK, and from what yeah. I saw in the penalty kill, he he upped his penalty kill game, which is good. I think right. I think if I was doing an ideal lineup, I try to get rid of Zajac. I don't think anybody is. He's got a full no movement. He's making like six million dollars, so I don't think anybody's going to take him. But what I would love is Anderson in fourth line. Madden and Pandolfo. Hmm. Like, if I'm a coach, that's I'm selling you on this. Look, I know you were both scorers in college and, and juniors, respectfully. This is the NHL. Do you want to be a guy who puts up a couple of goals here and there, or do you want to be a guy who's part of a team that does something and you play a major role, killing penalties, stopping the other team's best lines? If not, I got I got Rooney and Hayden right here. And they're willing to do it. And the Rooney and the Haydens, they seem like um, like Nazarene guys. They seem like Heinz guys. So, again, you, you throw in a Gallant, you throw in a Laviolette, do they fit that role? Again, it depends on who, yeah. A, we draft. You know, if, you, if we draft a skilled forward, which is a future show, if we draft... A forward, or we draft one of those defensemen, depending on where the dice roll for us. Do you leave a spot open? Because right now, there aren't a lot of spots. And then with that, you turn and you look and you go, Do I keep McLeod or do I keep Zaka? Do I keep Anderson or do I keep Rooney? You know, and you, you, you kind of go, Do I have too many of the same kind of? I really hope he gets it we this do. season. We do. And that's basically our fourth line and two other guys. Yep, that's that's entirely it. I mean, I know we're going to talk about in future shows potential UFAs or even players that we might look at to trade for um, in the future, whenever that may be. But uh, right now, if I look at the lineup we put in the last game that we played, we're not a playoff team for a long time. Even if you... No, turns it on. I I don't see us being a playoff team 
forward or back. Defense and forward, I don't see it. It's going into our defense now. I don't think we have a choice for keeping Zubin. Unless and unless somebody wants to just take it on. And then what? We pick up one year at $9 million? But... Where's he going? Who has that money? Who has that space for him? The only thing I can I can pray that happens is that I didn't even get to see Lindsey Vaughn at a game. I also didn't go to a game this year. Yeah, you, um, you have a guy like Elaine Nazardine who stepped in, and it seems like Subban's game had an uptick. Yes, he, he, he was playing his best. He gave him, I guess, more. Like, like it looks like Hines was like, yes, you're your PK Subban, but you know what, you're PK Subban in that left hand box right there, and that's what you do. You just don't be PK Subban, and I think he he held him back. Nazardine got in there and says, all right, open it up a little bit, play our style, but play and, our style with your style and see how. It and works. that goes with whoever the next coach is going to be as well. You know, you bring in somebody who's. A Stevens who can teach him how to play defense, or you bring in uh, a Laviolette, you know, who he coached in in Nashville. It opened doors for him. But then on the other side, he's on. I'm pretty sure he's on the wrong side of thirty. Yeah. Defensemen don't get better unless you're Nick Lidstrom with age. So, and then you look at Severson, who again I think at the end of the season playing better he's still a trainer defensively he's he's like a streaky a streaky guy and you like what you see when he's when he's on when he's off it's glaring it's noticeable you i don't know i don't know what you do with him it, that's another it's like another miles wood kind of thing it's like if you can't get what you want for it obviously you're going to pump him up a little bit and then maybe within reason or if Fitzy's just going to be like look I want a second round pick for him. If nobody says it, then he's on our team. Fitzgerald seems like, like like a general manager who just puts his foot down and goes, "You know what? I want this, this, and this for this guy. Who wants to give that to me?" That's it. There's there's no if there's a wiggle room, maybe it's like little player pieces. But Fitzgerald seems like it's a straight shooter guy. Going, this is what I think he is, and if you don't give it to me, well, all right, whatever. Next. Yeah, but I don't think Severson's that guy. <laughs> like you can say that with all right if you. Jack Hughes doesn't want to play for the Devils anymore. I want this. It's like, that's the kind of guy you can do that for. I don't remember who number seven is. Uh, Tennyson? Tennyson. S- ten- ten- that's ten- telling you my answer. Yes. yes. Um, Connor Carrick, I was all right with him being a 5'6 a defenseman. Yeah, me too. Um, who's the other guy? 32. That's Dakota... Whatever his name is, Mims. yeah. Um, again, he's a young guy. He's he's Matt Tormina. He's Mark Fain. He's you know he's just one of those guys that you go. He's Kevin Dean. Like oh hey, Chris McAlpine. Like oh wait, oh yeah, he was on that team. He won the Stanley Cup. Like people are like, who the fuck is that guy? But he has a ring. Uh, just look by his number. He came up here and was thirty-two. Just that's you can also tell by you can you can see by the jersey number who they really are right now. Uh, Marco Mueller, bye. I'm done. Let him go. 
I'm not. We're not. We're not gaining anything by keeping him, and we're not losing anything by losing him. What's he making like a mill? But I mean, on the ice, product was uh, Will Butcher. I see what I see what he you can get for him. If he, like you said, if he stays, he stays. If he goes, he goes. Um, but I'd see what you can get for him if you could. If it, it came down to, let's say, we had like the sixth pick. We found a way to move up using Will Butcher to get the fourth pick because yeah. we really wanted to get so-and-so. I'm not losing sleep. Like, if we said, all right, we'll give you Will Butcher and our yeah, you six, know, sixth six, pick yeah, for, for your fourth. fourth pick and, you know, future considerations, I, I would be fine with that. And 33, who's that? Cleason? Cleason? The guy we got at the Frederick Cleason? Yeah, gone. He he doesn't. I mean, I think he came he came in with that Carolina deal, and that that's it. They gave him a jersey and said, "Welcome to the team, bud." Have have fun in Binghamton if you want to stick around. Exactly. You know, thanks for being that uh, that, that that call up that we need for the uh, overnighter. Uh, now, this is see. I, I might have a different opinion with Corey and Blackwood. I read on what is it, Pitchforks and Pucks. The, the options that we can do with Corey. We could A, try to trade him. I Not for six. I think he makes like six this year and six next year. So, unless you're taking, you're eating a year of $6 million for that. And, and I am so anti buyout because you just, you waste money. And we're not a team. Yeah, I know we're not there yet, but that's not. And who knows what the cap is going to be now with all the lack of fans money revenue tv money Very you true. know so i'm i'm leaning towards keeping them keep them you know what again uptick towards the end of the season once he got that monkey off his back and he started to win he played well and i'm a firm believer in the fact that i didn't know the names of three of our defensemen yes i'm a Devils fan you yeah. know that if you could sign somebody who can play defense and if you bring in a coach who has a defense first kind of mentality and teaches these guys to make smart plays and all three zones, maybe Corey doesn't get this. You know, maybe Blackwood's not seeing sixty seven shots a game. You know. And also he doesn't need to have like Martin Brodeur seventy starts a, a year. Right. He, I, I mean he if, had if you nothing keep... as a backup. Right. And even when he had backups, it didn't matter. We have a we have a one one a and a half. Yeah, right. I agree. And and that's you can flip flop them, right? The way Blackwood played this season, that's great. He can be your one. I, if I would say they split it forty forty nine, you know, kind yeah. of thirty three. Or or you do a kind of Nazarene kind of hinted as like played a hot hand. You know what? Well, that's what you do. And whoever needs the break gets the break, and then somebody else can get hot, and then you ride him a little bit. It's. I feel like the the attitude of management and the fans right now is Blackwood is our starter for the next. Like he is going to become our Jordan. And because Fitzgerald and when he got named interim GM, the only names you pretty much heard were Heisher. Hughes 
and Blackwood, and we need to build our team around them. At that point, it's like, ugh, okay. Corey's probably sitting there going, ugh, okay. But, yeah, but Corey also knows he's probably 30. Yeah. You know, he's coming off two Two years of injuries. Really bad years of injuries and skill and and stats, I mean. Uh, But... I just think he's unless you're you can trade him and get something for him, like say like a team like Vancouver. Let's say Markstrom goes somewhere else, and they're willing to bite on having Corey come back to Vancouver, where he did so well, and and he could uh, mentor a former BC player and Thatcher Demko, you know. But what are, again? What are we taking back? You know, if we're giving you. $12 million, that means we're taking back Louis Erickson, you know, at $12 million. And hey, right now, we could use a fucking right wing or a left wing, whatever Louis Erickson plays, because Miles Wood's on her fucking first line right now. And I'm looking at her lineup, and there's nobody there that could fit in that spot. Right. Uh, so, so also with, with, with all the names and stuff like that, you also have to think about. We could redo this part of this segment after the draft, after the proverbial July one, when Fitz, yeah. when, Fitz, when the season starts again, <laughs> when Fitzgerald is perhaps named GM and everything else, and you figure out what he, you know, what he's done with the potential of three picks in the first round. There's there's that little buzz about that um, that goalie over in the uh, KHL or whatever or. I forget the guy, the kid's name, but he's like, who's the goalie that got drafted uh, down in Florida? Uh, Knight. Oh yes, uh, Spencer Knight. So they're kind of comparing this goalie kid to him, and he falls in that range where we have the potential of those bottom two picks. So everybody's like, uh, well, that, that, that leads into our next discussion. Like, what do we do? What happens with our the NHL in general yeah. after? Before My getting into yeah. the whole thing that the Devils did towards the end of the season, I, I don't know what your particular take on it is, but they they simulated the games in the NHL twenty or whatever. Um, pretty, much, I think the first game they did it like Corey had like seventy saves. Yeah, and but that, I'll then, tell you what, I watched them. I probably watched them more than I watched the Real Devils. Um, I did too. Toward towards the end, like. Matt Laughlin's doing the play-by-play, and he's like talking about the players as like as if he were calling. I don't know if he was doing an audition for fucking NHL for EA Sports, but it was it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I found it interesting that they chose Amanda to do post-game interviews and all that kind of stuff to kind of keep the feeling of what it was. I, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, this is so stupid," and I sit there and I go, "Well, what else are you going to do? Yeah, what, I mean, you're, what, you're paying what else? you're paying these guys to do what? Sit on their butts." Do something fun for the fans. Get that. Get them still talking about hockey, just to say, you know, oh, you know, we're not playing. Well, I'm not going to care about you because that's what happens. Like July second. <laughs> yeah, I was watching my, I was uh, rocking my six month old to sleep in in the dark room, and I figured I was looking at Facebook, and oh, it's on, and I that's how I started watching them, and it kept me like I didn't watch any of the post game interviews. I really could care less what fucking Miles Woods has to say about a virtual game where he actually scored. 
and can't do it in a real game. I would have loved it if it was like Mystery Science Theater. And uh, Laughlin was like, oh, just like the real Miles Wood, he fell into the boards, or, you know, oh, there's PK giving the puck away again. Yeah, that's that's when he leaves us and goes yeah, to the show. When... That's his out. All right, now for the Devils. On to hockey news. Obviously, we are, we are not... Uh, we don't have too much news considering yeah, well, there is news. It's, it's just the same news, but just like as if you watch Sam Champion. If um, if you if you had to say yes or no, do we need sports right now? My thing is no, we don't, because of everything else that you throw into I, sports. It's not. I, I think we need sports. I don't think we need fans. At the sporting events, but how do you how do you get that revenue? TV, you're telling me right now if the NHL came back and they were the only sport out of all of the major sports, including golf, their ratings aren't going to go up with something. People aren't going to be like, "Oh man, well, there's nothing else on. I might as well watch hockey." Hockey will be would be the only sport of the top. Five. I'll throw MLS in there too. That they, that's that's all it is. It's hockey, and that's all you can actually do. It's. I, I think know. it would be fine. Um, the fact that they're talking about empty barns at two locations, playing three games a day. I'm fine with that. It's like fucking beer league tournament. That is like a beer league tournament. You show up on Friday, you play one game, you play two games on Saturday, and if you win, you play on Sunday. But how does that work from a hotel standpoint? We're just saying, oh, just put everybody in a hotel. Is it just like you're hunting the, the Hilton down the street and you're booking it for a month? Well, I mean, it depends on the cities you're picking. So I heard Arizona wants to be one of the cities. I heard that uh, Buffalo and Carolina, because they're looking at areas that aren't so deeply affected yeah like you're not going to see madison square garden in new york and you're not going to see la and you're not going to see Dallas, and you're not going to see chicago you're going to see like go to kansas city huh go to kansas city go back home you're going to go to see uh winnipeg where it's a smaller arena where you can really keep control and nobody wants to winnipeg anyway so it doesn't really matter on the flip side, right? Let's just say that. Let's shortly talk about next season. How does that work? All right, we're doing a full season. Yes, we're letting people in. What do you do? Does everybody come in with masks? Yes. Are you check? Think- are you checking temperatures of every single person who comes in? And if they don't hit a thing, see you later. Get a refund. Until you know there. And again, this is more of a, a social conversation than it is hockey or wrestling. I don't think we'll see fans till 2021-22. A full season with empties? Yeah. I, I just can't. No league wants to be the first league. To shut where, down because of it? No, no, no. Where you're going to see a spike in infected. Yeah, sure. Because, you know, oh, Green Bay, you know, it went from having 17 people to now a game on Sunday, and now there's... 700 <laughs> 200 you know plus cases the next day 
real story, The Last Devil's Game. Uh, Jay had come back from a trip from uh, Edmonton. He had a family, a family passing or whatever. He came back. Look, looked like he had the flu. Guess who he sits next to? Me. Thoughts and prayers. After two weeks, I, it, it I hit me after all this stuff was going. It, like it, the pandemic just just hit. Um, and two weeks after that, I just sent a quick text. I go, "Hey, how you feeling?" He goes, oh, "I was feeling pretty good a couple of days after that." I'm like, "You sure?" <laughs> Jay's dead. <laughs> so, yeah, so Rob's just trying to put a happy spin on no, 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 no. But that's but, that's uh, how it is. I mean, what? It's just society in general. You know, this is more of a when do you when do you open the door to normalcy? Is there normalcy anymore? You know, or is this just the new norm is going to be people wearing masks when it used to just be Asians on vacation? You know, or is this going to be? people wearing gloves is it going to be people you know not touching anything is it going to be seats people sitting in seat between everybody sitting people yeah i mean if if you're not to keep harping on them but even the president of the u.s said oh yeah if we do fans back there's going to be you know six feet between things and i'm sitting there going okay if you do six feet between seats right Let's just say you have fifteen thousand in an arena. How many it's fans gonna, are you cutting? It's gonna be a college arena. It's gonna be nine thousand seats now. I, I, like what? What are you doing? You, you can't. But can you can you imagine the whole mask? God damn! Have to change the filters every period. Who's behind? It's time for the Alco Squirro. Who's behind the mask? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, this so is, it's weird. With the, uh, times, man. Moving on with the draft, you know, I, which I we know. should have already known where we're picking at this point. Yeah, but let's just say, how many games do we have left? Every team, the most teams have played is sixty-eight games. So there's twelve at at most. Whatever. There's fourteen games left. Okay. Cangelosi dropped the bomb, going, "Hey, eleven points out." Yeah. And I sat there and I go, "That's five. That's what five and a half. That's six games. We we can do it." Yeah, <clears throat> sure. Thanks, thanks, Cangelosi. Okay. Well, he was saying that because of all the different kind of scenarios that people have been talking about online, um, but. <sighs> You have to finish the season. I hate to say it, but like, do you? But do you finish the season and then draft, or do you do the draft based on some random thing? And it really depends on the team. Us? I meant, I meant you have to finish the regular season, not just the playoffs. You have to finish the regular oh, yeah. season. I know. I, I agree because with that. there's there's way too much um, what ifs, and mm-hmm. I'm not talking about teams like the Rangers where you know what. What if they win four games and playoffs? I mean, like, what if Arizona wins the next four games and playoffs? We get a first round pick, and that, that's what I'm saying. Like for us, state. it's it, for us, it's we need that season to finish because we have draft compensation tied exactly. to where your team finishes. So there were different uh, scenarios that were thrown out. Like, how do you finish the season? Some of the ideas were you do an NCAA bracket. All thirty-one teams in the playoffs. Now, can you imagine that? 
the, It'd be the, awesome. All right. Devil's in at what, 32, whatever. You do it based on whatever the rankings are at the current moment, and that's how they finish in the draft. And the Devils get in, right, because you have this NCAA bracket. You win the cup that way. So why not? We won the first cup in a lockout season, and people gave a shit. But who the fuck cares? But to think you you have your grips on that sixth pick, and the next thing you know is with this proverbial you bracket, you go to pick thirty one. <laughs> oh well, that prize you must have something you, you would trade that sixth pick to win the cup. That prize defenseman that was right there, that forward you wanted right there. And then you would have, I guess it would be, I mean, I'm not great with that. So 31 teams, you'd probably have to have, what, three teams get a buy? Yeah. So top, top, top three, three points. Buy, and then you do, like, and think about it, you play one game until you get to what would be considered, like, the final four. Finals. Yeah. And then you just and, you play your regular seven games. I mean, it's interesting. I think it would get. No, would be amazing. Brackets. I think no matter how you cut it, the season has an asterisk next to it. Oh, absolutely. I know what nineteen eighteen was the only other year that the Stanley Cup was never, never yeah, given out. It was Sands an outbreak strike. of like yellow fever or something. So dysentery. You have died of dysentery. Died. Yes, it's the Oregon Trail that, that killed your cup run. Uh, another theory was play the rest of the season from September to December. And start the 2021 season in January and play it as a short lockout season. I don't know. Then another one was start the regular, start the season, finish the regular season and the playoffs till September. Give them a break and then start the, start the season again in November. And cut out like the All Star game and everybody's bye weeks to literally fit in that. And it, I think you could do that if you cut the games down to like 70. Mm-hmm. Everybody plays 70 games. Then uh, there's one I heard on 31 Thoughts, I think it was. That's my ice machine making ice. That's okay. Um, the 68 game rollback. Every team played at least 68 games. Some teams have played more. So you roll back any game that happened after 68. Doesn't count. But what happens? But what happens if you're on the cusp? Well, that's it. it it's it's the magic of season ended eighty two when you lost. So now the season's just ending. But but you won that last game or that, that extra game, and you got in the playoffs. Now you roll a black and you're back, and you're out of exactly the exactly. No team would do that. I, well, I, I, think of, no team would. No, I think the NHLPA would go against it too because. Say I'm a guy whose bonus is 30 goals, and I scored my 30th fucking goal in that game. And now you're telling me it doesn't count because you rolled the goddamn game back. In theory, it's a good idea, but in reality, there's a lot of yeah, what the fucks. Yeah. Uh, other issues, you know, you have the playoff seedings, the wins, the goals, the point bonuses, teams fighting the last spot. Um, it, this is definitely going to change up the field in the Olympics. No one is going to China. No, they didn't. They, they I think they delayed it already, right? They already canceled it. 
to like well they canceled the summer olympics uh, and they pushed it to like next year or something like that i thought yeah but yeah no i don't the NHL is probably jumping up and down, going, "All right, we don't have to fucking cut a deal to go to the Olympics next year." And right, um, there have been some players, mostly Ottawa players, as if Ottawa needed more fucking drama this season. How, um, how, did, how did only one team get diagnosed? Hit? How did yeah. one team get hit and no one else? Oh, there's one. There's some guy in, uh, in St. Louis, but no, I, I, I heard that the the reason was because players. We're playing in LA, and which is one of the hot spots, yeah. And the Ottawa hockey locker room is the home team locker room of whatever basketball team playing the Clippers or whatever. And the players on the Clippers, you know, like wow. that. Basically, the the virus was in the room, and these Ottawa players and interacting and whatnot. That's how it happened. Don't quote me on that, but but you know, that, that that would make sense. That really would. Wow, that's the NHL. I guess. I mean, that's fucking crazy. A bit. That is crazy. And on the other side of this, before we talk about wrestling, <laughs> yeah. um, the NHL Network's been killing it. So is uh, MSG. Uh, play, playing classic. like the retro games. The- oh, awesome! It's you. You sit. I watched the New York Rangers play the Hartford Whalers from 1991. I'm looking at the names <laughs> on these jerseys, and I'm like, I remember 1991. I was in sixth grade. Yeah, sixth grade, and I remember like these names, like opening up a pack of hockey cards and being like, oh, look at that, Kay Whitmore and, and Zarly Zalapsky and Hair Juice, whose son now plays on the fucking, on the Washington uh, Capitals. See? So, like, it, it's, it's really cool to see, yeah. you know, like, Brian Leaf as, like, a 22-year-old kid and is young and uh, the lineup of the Devils put out uh, that Hartford Whaler Ranger game, obviously, that was his rookie year. It was, it was, and that was before we traded for him. Year before we traded for him. It, it is cool how you now have that opportunity to do retro stuff like this, which really makes, cool if you're home watching it. And it just makes you think that okay, in reality, every team should pretty much have their own station to be able to. Like the Mets in baseball, they have their own, so they can replay the 1986 World Series at this point. You know the outcome, but the only thing I would never want to see, they would take it out of the archives, obviously, is uh, 94. And <laughs> Oh, yeah, right, because MSG, that's the only three, one of the three games they play ridiculously in, in rotation. Yes. So, no. um, but yeah, it's been, it's been fun, and then I think the NHL Network did a whole day of Gretzky. Nice. Him break it like the game where he broke the records, and it's it's crazy. I mean, if you're a hockey fan and you haven't watched the NHL Network and you watch he scored 50 goals in 39 games, you look at it, you look at the game back in the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s, and you look at it today. Mario Lemieux, Gretzky, all of these guys are probably itching get into a time machine and be like, I wish I could play, you know, could you, 
because Connor McDavid wouldn't be flying with the ice like he is now. Oh, look what Stevens did to everybody. Back then, right. It's simple. Can you imagine them putting a mashup together where it would be McDavid coming across the ice and then Stevens coming and just laying him out like Paul Correa, like Lindros? It's, it's, it's really fun to watch. But uh, we have to move on to wrestling because there is a ton of fucking wrestling. Yeah. Well, we can we can skim over the lesser important stuff, but uh, oh, there, I don't think there is. But we have to start the clock again. Rest in peace, Howard Finkel, the Fink, the master of style. Select. Of course, my fucking ear. It's fucking loud over Zoom, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking house over there shook. wasn't even there. Uh, I I have a picture with him down the down the shore here in Jersey. They have a convention hall where everything is all right. No, not, no, no. I don't I don't go to that fucking Hackville. Hanging out with Harold Finkel all night. I don't go to Asbury. I go all the way down. Um. So yeah, it was one of those things. I think last year I just missed meeting. Um. Uh, oh, God, what was the Russian guy? Nikolai Volkov? Yeah, I just missed him. Like, I got like I got down there, and he left like an hour before, because he only had like an hour or whatever. But I was down there, um, and I was thinking, should I, shouldn't I? I mean, it's fucking Howard Finkel. What the hell? It's not Hulk Hogan or anything. And I go, ah, what the hell? I woke up there, and he's like, so, so, young man, what would you like? I'm sitting there going, all right, enough with the fucking shtick, dude. Come on. Um, I said, well, what are your prices? He goes, oh, well, you know what? I give you twenty bucks for a picture and and an autograph uh, signing thing. I'm like, hey, four, cool. Take a picture and everything else. He goes, so where are you from? Like, okay, here in New Jersey. He goes, no, no, no. Where are you from? I give him the cheap answer. Uh, Northern New Jersey. He goes, no, no. And he got pissed. He's like, no, no, no. Where? He lives in this area. I told him what town it was, and he's like, oh, it's right next to this, this, and this. And literally, I like, I shit my pants. I was like, dude, you should just get another twenty for that. And, you live and, near the Bottle King. <laughs> does, Raul, yeah. does Raul still work there? What? Yeah. He uh he did somebody's wedding. He did the intros nice. for the wedding party. Weighing in, and they all came in in wrestling shirts. Nice. From parts unknown. Uh, yeah, it's, I, uh... it sucks because every time someone is crowned a champion for the first time. You want Fink's voice. You doing. hear the Fink. You hear the and no. You hear that. Like I don't care who it is doing it now because I really don't even know who's is it Josh right. Roberts or whatever the hell his name is. Sure. Exactly. But you know the Fink. Like when Hogan beat Andre and no, and you you hear that in your head if you're a wrestling fan, yeah. unless you're. The fiend who lost to Goldberg. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait. Why? It was verklempt. You want to know why? I, I actually read why. He didn't have any more dates. So why no, have him win the belt? Because he wanted his kid to see him win a belt and have it mean more for, for kids that looked up to him, allegedly. What kids? His kid? No, kids in general who never Nobody saw Nobody knows who he is. I'm sorry, I cut you off. It's okay. I, I 
it destroyed Bray Wyatt. I would would think so. I don't mean like emotionally. I'm I'm sure it did that too, going, you know, I busted my hump to recreate a character. You, you spent 5g on a, on a belt that looks like my mask for a short run like this at the time. But also he's a guy that doesn't need the belt to get over. No, we can get into that. And I can, yes, I totally agree with that. And next couple, couple points, but then it led to Goldberg being set up for a match with Roman Reigns and the WWE thought this is great because nobody wants to see fucking Goldberg with the belt and we'll finally get some people to cheer for Roman Reigns and then my Corona hit and Roman Reigns smartly so of course pulls out uh, of WrestleMania saying I'm not risking my health for this which apparently he's getting heat for that they've been told not to mention anything about Roman Reigns for the foreseeable future. The dude has fucking lymphoma, right? Right, but it could be A, that they're pissed at him for pulling out because then they just inexplicably threw Braun Strowman. But on the other hand of that, good for for Braun Strowman. He finally got his, his thing. But it could be a that they're trying to build Roman Reigns up, like keep him away, don't talk about him, and then when they bring him back, it's like I didn't see that coming, kind of shit. Mm. Or it's they're pissed at him and they're just squashing him. They're out. burying him so that they he can't jump shit. But what's worse, that or the fact that uh, we'll break these apart for the two of them? But the WWE just simply doing shows at their performance center. I. I look, I'll I'll start the conversation. We'll get into AEW in a bit. I think AEW's um, script product. writers, product, and everything else with a um, empty arena feel to it, much better than WWE's. Yes. There, the way they film it is better. It, they're, they're, you can see in AEW there's more hunger. Yes, they have the other wrestlers that are there around the ring, socially distancing or whatever, but it's still it's better because you look at the WWE product and it just it looks like a bunch of robots. It's the same thing, just without fans. It's like watching a video game. Now, if you... AEW, with, with Jericho doing the commentating and dropping his little fucking... Huh. You know, his little sayings and whatnot. It's um, fun. It, it makes it fun. Absolutely. It makes it fun. I mean, even JR with his noticeably forced trying to fit the young problem into his yeah. sling. Yeah. It still makes it fun. It's fun to see fresh characters. Yeah. Even Matt Hardy showing up is, you know, broken Matt character. He's going back and forth between broken Matt and regular Matt where it's, you know, all right. And they're using the WWE as a backstory for For their current storing storylines, which is pretty awesome. And I can, I can totally appreciate the fact of of what AEW does with regards to using history Um, to, to grow back on the WWE. I watched one, one raw. I think it was. And without the crowd. Yeah. And it was the announcing team and 
two. I I, I honestly forget who it was, but I remember they they brought out Oscar to sit at the table. She speaks no English really, and they were just shoehorning in her just talking about stuff. And I thought about it, being a forty year old and thinking I am thinking what I know about wrestling. That place was so freaking quiet that you know how when they they grapple together and they tell them what the moves are. I'm pretty sure that it's going to get picked up somewhere. So they oh, put, I'm sure. So they put her out there to be a distraction for that, so you don't hear the moves. But that was they the only one. turned off the mics, like closest to the, the ring. Rehearsed. Yeah, but kept it in the ring. You know, I kept it under the ring, kind of thing. But um, I, I watched WrestleMania. <sighs> did you watch WrestleMania? I did not. Um, I watched. I, I watched uh, okay. I didn't watch it. I watched highlights, and I only watched highlights of two things. Yes. The Undertaker one and the And the John Cena. Yes. Um I can I can only have heartbreak for um uh what's his name? Winning the belt off of Lesnar. Strowman. No, uh Drew McIntyre. Because this is your WrestleMania moment. And your WrestleMania moment is with four other people. <laughs> Your blood, sweat, and tears for your ten-minute, five-minute match that you had. Same with Braun Strowman. It is, and now from what I'm hearing, the whole what Money in the Bank thing is going to be filmed on top of uh, Titan uh, Towers. Titan Towers. It's apparently it's already filmed, like it's already done. Now I watched the Undertaker match. I have to tell you, it was good. Yeah, from everything I read, it was. It hit a. However, 56-year-old man huffing and puffing in the ring. It it brought his character, no pun intended. The dead man slash biker character. Right, back from the dead because you're not looking at it as a 40-year-old wrestling fan going, that's a 56-year-old man. There's no way on heaven or earth or hell or whatever that he's beating him, AJ Styles. Young guy in front. Correct. But they made it in such a way that it looked like he could. He was invincible. Like he was a magic guy again. That he, yes. you know, he, he was from the dead. And he, they sold it. And who was it? Kurt Angle basically told the Undertaker, you need to wrestle AJ Styles. He'll make you look good. And then after the match, the Undertaker came out and said, AJ Styles room look good in a wrestle match, a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. He is he's that talented that guys like him should be compared to like Shawn Michaels. Yep, he'll never just get that he's not a homegrown WWE guy. And he'll and he'll never be that Shawn Michaels guy because of that. Which is so unfortunate. Being and a, it's fan. it's a shame and in that feud it was pretty good that Undertaker brought up, like, you came to the WWE and all of the dogs were gone. The Rock, Shawn Michaels. You know, and you feel like you can make a name off of my back. Well, that's a good storyline. That's a good, like, it's not really true, but, they you know, you could, They brought the reality out in that. And that's what bond. made it an interesting story. Now, on the flip side, the more theatric uh, one with uh, The Fiend and John Cena, um, I, didn't, I didn't mind that it wasn't a wrestling match because the whole Firefly thing, right, is really just 
a mindfuck. It's, it's yeah, right. And um, it's, and the fact that Cena didn't have to take any bumps, so he didn't have to worry about him getting hurt for his movies that aren't going to be coming out anytime soon anyway. It worked. It it just yep. worked. And and the fact that from what I heard. The Fiend had more of an influence, but the fact that John Cena went with it and brought back all of his characters, went off the script and did the whole NWO Hogan thing and, and this and that, it was good. It was good theatrics. And the latter match was good. Didn't watch it. The latter match was good. I heard that the Edge and Orton thing went on too long and they had a little snafu where everybody's like, ooh, when... um. I forgot who who did it to who, but somebody wrapped a cord around somebody's neck, and everybody's like, "Oh, Benoit moment." Yeah, well, that leads into uh, you know the dark side of wrestling this season. Far better than it was last year, and last year was good. I wa- uh, I've, I've only watched the first um, Chris Benoit. Oh, uh, you're, you're I, missing I, out. I, I I don't want to watch the second one. <laughs> no, it's good. It, it's good because. And I'm not trying to, to downplay what he did, but it, it definitely puts a human side to such a horror story. I mean, when you have Dean Malenko in his voice, you know, he's like, oh. um, Dean Malenko said, you know, like, it is unforgivable. You know, you yes. can't forgive him, but he goes, I have a hard time forgetting my friend. Chris Benoit. Even Jericho, too. Jericho is like, look, I'm not trying to put down whatever, and if you think I am, you know, F off. And then he just... He, Jericho's character, or Jericho's personality has evolved so much from WCW to WWE to AEW for this Dark Side of Wrestling, whenever it was filmed. And I just sit there and I go, it, it's amazing when, they, when they're real. Like at this, at this point in my wrestling fandom, I want them to be real. I want to listen, and I did listen to when um, it was a beautiful podcast, wonderful podcast of um, sorry, Be- beautiful best podcast. Did you say Tide Pod? Sorry, I broke kayfabe right there. Uh, uh, Austin Undertaker, and I just sat there and I was mesmerized for the full two hours because it was like. The Undertaker can talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I'll tell you what. I mean, I, I haven't listened to it in a while because I don't drive very much anymore. But uh, 86, 83 weeks, it's awesome. Because you're getting those stories from a guy who was in who's control. There? Yeah, who was there. You know, and, even, and even JR's podcast, you know, where oh. you're getting those stories where it's like... Behind the he, scenes contract stuff and... Yeah, not even that, but like when he, ex- I, I, and I think I brought it up here before, when he explained the Owen Hart death, like he was there, he was sitting at the inside, he saw the body, you know, like, and he's explaining it, like, and you can hear it in his voice, and it's so 23 years later. <laughs> you know, you have to sit there and go, this is real. And what makes the dark side of wrestling awesome is it's real stories with the real people and this year it's jericho's doing the the narrating right that's one two i don't know how the fuck they got a hold of wwe footage 
because they're showing a lot of WWE footage. Yeah. And while walking to the ring and while wrestling, um, other ones they showed, uh, the brawl for all, they were showing the matches, you know, like, I don't know how they're like WWE maybe signing off on it with the yard. You can pay for it kind of thing. It's, it's really good. Benoit one is really good. Yeah. Uh, I've read, I read an article today from uh, Leaping Lenny Poffo. The genius. About, yeah, about uh, the Macho Man one and how he feels about it. And he said, he goes, it was really well done. He goes, I wish I didn't have to spend an entire day. He goes, I thought it'd be an hour or two. He goes, but I spent an entire day. He goes, you know, talking about my brother and, and the incidents and, and whatnot. And he goes, but it was, he goes, it's real. They didn't, they didn't, you know, edit it for sensationalism, huh. which is, is great. Now, speaking of sensationalism, did you see Brody Lee uh, I, as I, the exalted one? Yes. Um, I, I can it was great because I'm seeing the characters that get released debuting on AEW. Two of them, Brody Lee and Matt Hardy. It was great. Okay. Um the Brody Lee debut overshadowed the fact that this whole sadomasochist group um t- what what Brody Lee needs is he needs Eric Wall Rowan back. He they just need to pull storylines for the WWE. To, to well, they are. Did you see his character? Now he's in a suit, right? He's playing Vince McMahon. Is, is that like of total truth? Because I know I've read it. Yeah, but that he's you know, I know that, that people are fl- like uh, it, it's well known fact that like Vince doesn't like people even. Yes, and then he had that happen to one. Yeah, the whole skit where he was sitting in the boardroom and somebody sees he like threw them out of the room. It's one of those things that if you're a wrestling, you're an older wrestling fan who looks behind the curtain, you get it. Yeah, you you get the jokes that he's making, and he keeps doing it. Like he keeps every week, he kind of keeps making a little like he's making fun. He's wearing the big shirts. Suit shirts with a big tie, right, right. knots all fancy knot in the shirt. Yeah. If you didn't know, if someone didn't point it out to you, you'd be like, "Oh, this is stupid." Now it's you know, you know, behind the curtain that he's making fun of Vince. You know, all right, now I have to watch it because what's he going to do next? Kind of thing. As far as broken Matt Hardy joining the elite, they've been going for years online back and forth. It, it just it blows my mind that Brody Lee can come in, Hardy can come in, and just steal a show in an empty arena. I know it was production stuff where he, you know, popped in his seats and stuff like that. And I read that Jericho was like, I didn't like the way that we filmed that the first time. Let's do it again and all this kind of stuff. I get it. it it's refreshing because you're seeing the characters come out. You're seeing them put their own spin on it. You're not seeing them boxed into something. And I like seeing that. You see the broken Matt Hardy, and it was more of a joke in the, in, in, in Vince Land. In AEW, it's broken Matt okay. Hardy. He it's has, a character that has substance as opposed to, oh, that thing he did in TNA. Yeah. 
like let's appease the fans versus run with it, make it fun. I I, I appreciate both of them. We can we can kind of go into um because I I I I'd, I'd love to talk about these releases. The, the I said to you when this dropped that day that we can do a whole show on the people that got released. So after Vince's XFL part due. Which uh, sucks for him because I, I kind of feel bad in the fact that trying to make it work and then fucking virus knocks you on your ass. Yeah. So on he, top of WrestleMania getting I lost $30 million in WrestleMania. So you have a whole list of people that got dumped. A giant list and not just, you know. Some have you're free to go where you want and Vince was probably smart with that because right in the middle of it where word was coming out the AEW has all of like May taped and that's it um you don't have it and you don't have anywhere really to tape right now they let go or Vince let go of um uh the revival go ahead sign wherever you want nobody's doing anything so that was smart on Vince's terms yeah he, he I mean he is a businessman you know, I'm sure he is the uh, Lou Lamarillo of wrestling yeah. when it comes down to it. But and many on the other list that got released all have 90 days before they can go somewhere else. There, there are a lot of names on this this list that we'll go through where I would shrug my shoulders like, all right, whatever. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I saw you know, Primo and Epico. I think. And we've talked about it before about what um, what guys can go to AEW, and obviously there's New Japan, there's there's all the other places that you can go to, but TNA, right? Right now, it's it's really just AEW that, that you look at. I mean, you can go TNA, but TNA. I mean, right now TNA's main event is Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan, and Sammy Callahan is the guy who lost to um, a woman, a woman for the title. So. You go from losing losing to a woman. I'm not. We're not knocking it. Tess Blanchard is the most dangerous man in the world. Yeah, to a 60 year old guy, who who they actually brought out the um, the flash gimmick. You know, where like you you light something and you throw it in their eye and all that kind of crap. <clears throat> is Mister Fuji back from the dead? Apparently, that's 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 TNA right now. TNA is worse than like your developmental league right now. I and it's no knock against them. There's some great people that are there. I just, I can't. So I'll go with AEW. We talked about it before that wrestlers who can get released from the WWE who are, I don't know, mid-card, they're, they're not going to be really releasing superstars, so to speak. You're, you're not going to see, um, you know, I was just saying, like Triple H, if he got dumped or whatever, you're not going to see him go to AEW at all. Um, no, he's made his millions. He's sitting at home. So, you're not going to yeah. see The Undertaker jump ship. So you're looking at your mid-carders, you're looking at your lower guys who have that potential that Vince just didn't let out. Um, we can just, I'll just go really straight down the list. Um, so these these are folks that you know, obviously we'll talk about that should go to AEW. Um, Rusev, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Drake Maverick, I would say go to like New Japan. Go to some place that, that focuses more on like um, lightweight type stuff because he's... He, he needs a character. And he was rock. He was rock star Spud and Impact, and I guess he had some kind of good run 
and then he had that character with the 305 Live stuff, and I think that's just where his character died. Um, well, although, did you actually watch his release video? Yeah, when he started crying, I was like, all right. We have the tag team of Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. They will go back to Japan. Yeah, but you know what? An AEW run, that would be pretty good. Just to give them a short run maybe against, you know, um, I keep on calling them LAX, but I can't because they're not. They call them Relax, right? R-E-L-A-X? That's not a gimmick infringement, right? What is it? Uh, Hernandez and whatever, no? but yeah. yeah, LAX. Or you could even have them go against uh, the brothers, the Young Bucks. Yeah, it, you have enough there. At, at this point, any you want to add many of these guys to that roster? They need a second show. There needs to be like a SmackDown. There needs to be well. That's more why you dynamite can't take all of these guys. Yes. Yeah, you can't. Uh, EC- Luke Gallows is already there. Yeah. EC3. Um, something dropped today, yesterday. He put on his account. It was it was him working out. Um, but the song he was blasting in the background was Chris Jericho's theme song in AEW, the Judas song. There was also a picture of him. Like before he got released with, with Jericho, Jericho. Yeah. and Jericho made a like waiting for you, brother, kind yeah. of comment on dirt. And that, he and, would be a good fit in whatever the hell Jericho's club is called. Maybe. The, uh, yeah. The uh, yeah inner circle. Inner circle. And then you have him feud with. Oh, he could do it with MJF. He, he can go with a lot of people. A yep. lot. Well, uh, MJF is awesome. I think he's got he's got a good gimmick going. Dude, the kid's only like twenty four years old. Did you watch his his injury update? His pinky had a scarf. He has he has a hangnail. <laughs> it may have been infected. I'm pretty sure he filmed that up in Franklin Lake somewhere the size of that house he had. Good lord. Yeah. Um uh, Kurt Hawkins, I don't whatever he's You know what? He's he's gonna be wrestling in Rawway. With uh, Sam Roberts and everybody, and Enzo and uh, yeah, Big Cass, um, Heath Slater. Joe, I got kids to feed. Yeah, no, no, you don't. Uh, he's a, he's a guy that can go to TNA and be a star. Yeah, and and Kurt Hawkins too. Eric Young, Showtime Eric Young. Yes, yes, and bring some. Because I think the other people in Sanity, because the only one left is what Sarah Logan or whatever. Or that's that's the Terminator chick. Um, Sarah Logan's the chick that got released. Oh, I, I thought she, I thought they were bringing her back. But anyway, there was one there's one chick that was with Insanity or Sent whatever the hell their name is. Bring them all in. Let them be in. AEW likes loves their factions. You or can have him join the the what's it called faction with the Exalted one. Yeah, you can do that. The too. Dark Order. Yeah. Uh, Lilo Rush. I like him. He's a good wrestler. He's good on the mic. I just don't know if there's room for him him and like guy like that. Him and somebody like Darby Allen, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, but Darby Allen's getting like a major push. You imagine guy who paints half of his face like a skull, red skateboard to thing. Does does have, the, has it has it what was the name of that move like the coffin dive or something uh, like that where he puts his hands in his pocket or he jumps backwards just backwards uh, Lilo Rush uh, 
I don't know. I I just they already got that small guy that comes out with the the, the jungle boy the, guy. Yeah, the jungle boy guy. That, what are you gonna do? Uh, yeah, there's yeah, there's multiple characters. Aiden English, he'll go Who? to Japan. Yeah, oh. Sarah Logan, oh. Eric Rowan. I could see going to AEW. They need big guys. I just would hate, and I know you want them to be paired together. I would hate him and Brody Lee to be paired together again. I think there's something, you, something where you kind of wrap. You bring up. him. You bring him in when. Brody Lee is undefeated and you need a mystery partner. Hmm, you bring him in kind of thing. Whatever. If they if they can get um Mr. Apple Eater to go with them. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Exactly. And you put them together and there's your there's your a heel faction, your NWO Mexico. <laughs> Mike Canales and Maria no. they'll go back to Ring of Honor. Yeah, no. Just get him out. I, their whole thing. I think Vince was like, you know what? I'm tired of this crap. Just go. I'll pay you to leave. Zack Ryder. I kind of feel bad for woo, woo, woo. Zack Ryder. Let him go to AEW. Let him fight for that TNA television championship thing that they're doing. Perfect. Yeah, but it's what? He isn't going to be Zack Ryder. He's not going to woo, woo, woo. He's not going to... That's all copyrighted. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> no way, Jose. No. Whatever. He can go hang out with Adam Rose. And the rest are all NXT guys that... Probably never had a chance to begin with. So you look at out of what? Like 20 guys? 15, 20 people? You, 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 can, you can have five to seven, right? You can't go more than seven. That's much. It's somebody like Roman Reigns get fucking bounced from the WWE. But just all that talent that gets released, and you look at AEW, and it's like, oh, perfect. Cody has to be drooling. He doesn't. He doesn't because now he has to look at it. Am I going to be? If I go after all of this talent that gets released, am I going to be Eric Bischoff 2.0? No. Am I going to be taken and have to make hell with his fucking name? And Zodiac. Be, yeah. Am I going to have to take, you know, Jim Anvil Nightheart because Red Heart's coming kind did, of thing? Did you, or did, do I just... Did you and I read the same article recently? Because... <laughs> yeah. I think... The one uh, that Bischoff's... 10, ten, ten worst? Yes, yes. But that. as far as what they can, Rusev's a no-brainer. No, that, that's um, perfect. If you can get Anderson and Gallows, no-brainer, but I think they're going to Japan. Uh, EC3, yes. You EC3, have. yes. Because the guy deserves a shot. And if it doesn't work, well then, where's he going? He goes back to TNA. And, and it plays his character. Um... Uh, other than those guys, I mean, I, Eric Rowan, I could see going there. I can. I would love to see Zack Ryder, just because I want to see that potential. Give him a year, let him work the mid card stuff, and see how he reacts. the The big thing is, is Eric Bischoff. You haven't joined the best friends. Perfect. And if you want to bring in Kurt Hawkins for a little bit, there you go. See, it works. Uh, yeah, and and your and your and your boy Orange. 
Fresh. How is he not in this tournament for the TV championship? Because he's from wherever. Wherever. <laughs> Ways whatever. I laughed at that. I laughed when he came on the screen and my fucking phone buzzes. I go, I bet you it's Dave. I look at it and I go, yeah, I'm watching the same thing. See? And I text my friend Chris and he has the same thing. He just texts me a picture of his thumb like this. <laughs> he Look, a character that doesn't have to say a fucking word and he's over. It is pretty cool. I, I can, yeah. Like the Undertaker didn't have to say a word for what, like, rest in peace. They worked for years. Career. It um, yeah. There, there's there's enough here. There's enough talent here to bring to AEW. And from what Bischoff was saying is that he was looking at ratings recently between NXT and AEW, and he's mentioning that with every with the empty arenas and everything else, folks are basically tired of watching TV. On Netflix all day long, they're watching movies, TV shows, what have you. Um, so they're they're moving away from wrestling. What's going to bring fans back to at least AEW? You know what's going to bring them back? You bring in guys that Vince cut, the big names that Vince cut, because everybody's going to be like, oh, like you want to see Matt Hardy show up somewhere. It it it's again, it kind of pisses me off because it's like Matt Hardy and and uh, Brody Lee debuted to an empty arena. Imagine if they were sitting in Newark and Matt hey, Hardy showed, yeah. boom, and I just sit does, there. Does Matt Hardy just wait around until Jeff Hardy comes? No, because you know, you know what's going to happen. Matt's getting or Jeff's getting that huge push. I'll believe it when I see it, and then he'll fucking fall down drunk. Yeah, exactly. And then he's going to get released and everything else, and then Cody's going to look at it and go, "If you left on a high note, sure." You fell, and that's why Vince cut you. Uh, Matt will help, sure, but mm, no, it's not. I, Jeff Hardy is not worth it because think about it. Jeff Hardy in, in TNA. Other than looking like Jack Sparrow with the painted eyebrows and the neon glow face, which he was starting to do at the end of his WWE run the first time. Yeah, it, it's just, I don't know. For, for and, me, and what's not. a big push for him? What's he going to get the fucking IC title? If he can wrestle Miz for four months in a row and then have to turn around and wrestle, I don't know, some guy named fucking... Hoover Dude. That's all I want. Speaking of uh, Guerrero, right now, next to Orange Cassidy... Yes. Sammy Guerrero? Sammy Guerrero is is good he's got he great is. mic skills he's got great mic skills he's got a great look he, he's got a great moveset and almost Eddie Guerrero like yeah, yeah. Oh. um the, but the, if the, he the, left and went to the, WWE no nothing he'd be on 205 live yeah he'd, he'd be squashed there's, there's no, no he'd be like Cody there. was they'd put him in a fucking Starman mask Ah, uh, pro wrestling on the NES. God, I love it. Colt Cabana, isn't he like 78 years old? Colt Cabana? I don't yeah. know. Now we know that CM Punk's never going to go over there. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, we said the same thing about him working for WWE. 
You never know. He even talked about working for AEW and that pretty much got squashed. So. And the rumor is that they threw a bunch of money at him. AEW? So, no. Uh, WWE. WWE. There's no. one rumor that said they threw him a bunch of money. And there's another rumor where he asked to go to WrestleMania and they said no. Dopes. Well, then again, it was an empty arena. What would it matter? Yeah, because you don't want him coming to an empty arena. So, uh, so what do you think about these uh, remotes? I don't mind it. I like doing podcasts without my pants on. Or you, underwear. Thank God you're sitting down, pal. I'm out there, Jerry. I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> Can you only imagine if we do the side project like this? Oh, there, there will definitely not be a bookshelf behind me. <laughs> Get a green screen, right? All right, folks. High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast, HSSKPod.com. Your home for the perfect blend of hockey and professional wrestling with your pals, Rob and Dave. Not Corona, knock on wood. Um, <laughs> as his IKEA table falls apart. <laughs> this is 100% Target. Fancy man during fancy times. All right, folks. Get us on the uh, on the Facebook, the Twitter webpage all that kind of fun stuff thank you for downloading get us on itunes google play um, everywhere on the internet just look for the hashtag hssk pod go ahead and follow us and all that kind of stuff uh i'm all out of ideas wait woo i miss hockey because well i don't necessarily miss hockey i just miss the fact of wanting to see where my draft picks are going to be that's all i care about Potential. Yes. Potential. I want three first round picks, that's all. I'm greedy son of a bitch. Who wouldn't be? And play a video game and trade all your players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tickets are down to one dollar. Let's go. Alright, Dave. Any last words from you before we hit stop? Wash your hands and stay safe and toodles. <laughs>